Hello Pablo, and welcome to the three-way quizzo pub quiz. A pale imitation of the real thing, much like your beer. Hello Pablo, hello everybody, welcome to the three-way quizzo podcast for the week of Sunday, May the 20th, 2000. Oh, oh my God, I almost said 2010, 2012. Uh, hello, welcome, and if this is your first time listening, welcome. This is going to be a general knowledge pub quiz game, a genuine Philadelphia-style pub quiz game. Three rounds of questions, ten regular questions each round, and if you're playing this game against somebody else, whoever has the highest score at the end of those three rounds will be the winner. This is the way the game's going to work. I'm going to ask all the questions for round number one. Don't shout the answers out if you're playing against somebody else because you'll just be giving them what you think the answer is. Write it down. If you're playing by yourself, do what you want. Who cares? Um, but like I said, there will be three rounds. I'll do the questions. Then I'll do the answers to that round. Then we'll do round two questions and the answers to that round. And then round three questions and the answers to that round. Keep in mind a couple very important things about the game. First of all, there's something called a joker. This is very important, and if used strategically, can make or break the game for you. The joker is a blind double. It makes all of the regular points that you got right in a round double in value. So, like, if you joke around one and you got seven questions right on round one, that turns into 14 points. If you got eight right, that turns into 16 points, nine right, 18 points, etc., etc., etc. Remember, you only get to use it on one of your three rounds, okay? Also, you do have to choose to use it before you hear any of the answers to the round. Like I said, it's a blind double, so you do have to use it before you hear me announce the answers. And most importantly, only your 10 regular points can double in value, okay? Bonus points or extra credit points that I ask, they never double on the Joker, just your 10 regular points. Speaking of extra credit, to get an extra credit point, you do have to get the underlying original question correct. So, like, if I ask a bonus question on number one, and you get number one wrong, but you get the bonus right, that is not worth any points. You have to get the original question to have a shot at the bonus point. Sounds anal? Kind of. But don't worry, spelling is not all that important in this game. You're not going to lose points just for misspelling an answer, unless, of course, the question was to correctly spell something. Uh, same thing goes for full names, unless I say otherwise a full name is not necessary. Just a first name or just a last name correct is usually good enough for the point. Don't abuse that, though, right? Like, if it's bleedingly obvious, but I forgot to say, don't just write down a last name. It's called the Brady Rule. If it was a question about one of the Brady kids, don't just write down Brady. That's terrible, and I won't reward that. There's no cheating. That means don't use outside reference materials. I mean, this is really on the honor system here, but no phones or books or newspapers or magazines or computers or e-readers, Ouija boards, or Magic 8-Balls. Okay? Okay. And what else? Team limit is typically six per team, but since you're playing on your own, do as you see fit. And what else? Oh, sometimes I make mistakes. Like, I always forget this rule. Um, if you think that I am wrong about the answer to a question, or if I overlooked a correct answer, please feel free to overrule me however I ask. Please let me know. Lord it over me and gloat and shit via email. The email address is threewayquizzo at gmail.com. That's the number three, W-A-Y-Q-U-I-Z-Z-O at gmail.com. Um, and lastly, this is a drinking person's game, whether it's 
a soft drink or a stiff drink, whether it's dairy, whether it's halal, kosher, or entirely pork-based, this is a drinking person's game. Uh, you know, the world is pretty shitty sometimes, so here is to it not being as shitty as it could be. Uh, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy this. This is to you and to yours. Uh, cheers, slencha, prost, chin, chin, lachayim, whatever it is you say. Here's to you. Cheers, everybody. And let's begin our game. All right, round number one, question number one. Round one, question one. Uh, what Pink Floyd founder pulled a Brian Wilson, this founder of Pink Floyd, through a combination of drug abuse and mental illness, managed to get fired from his own damn band? Which founder of Pink Floyd is that? So which... This is one of the founders of Pink Floyd. Which founder of Pink Floyd pulled a Brian Wilson, did a lot of drugs, went a little crazy, and was fired from the band? Which Pink Floyd member and founder was that? Question number two. Question number two. Chrysler, for the longest time, its top-of-the-line model talked to you. It would say cryptic things like the door is ajar, and your fuel level is dangerously low, even when it wasn't. Um, this car's name is also the name of a magazine founded by Harold Ross. And lastly, it's also a nickname for people who live in a certain one of our 50 states. So it's the name of the model, top-of-the-line Chrysler, that talked. It's also a magazine that was founded by Harold Ross. And finally, it is a nickname for people who come from a certain U.S. state. What is it? Question number three. Question number three. Philadelphia has a very complicated relationship with water, and that doesn't just extend to our pronunciation. Um, Philadelphia now has a modern water supply that comprises a whole bunch of reservoirs scattered throughout the city. Before we had our modern-day reservoir system, we had one main reservoir, and an important Philadelphia building now stands atop the site of that reservoir. Before we had that reservoir, we had another one earlier in our history, and another famous Philadelphia building stands atop the site of that earlier reservoir, right? So now Philadelphia has a modern system of reservoirs. They're scattered throughout the city. Beforehand, most immediately to that, we had one reservoir and a famous Philadelphia building stands atop that site. That reservoir replaced an earlier one and there's also a famous Philadelphia building atop that site. Name one of those two famous Philadelphia buildings and you get the point. Name both Philadelphia buildings, and you get a point of extra credit. So one more time, a very wordy question. Philadelphia's modern water supply consists of a couple of reservoirs scattered throughout the city. Just before we had that system, we had one main reservoir, and a famous Philadelphia building stands atop that site. That reservoir replaced an earlier one that was a little less reliable, and a famous Philadelphia building stands atop that site as well. Name one of those two buildings, and you get the point. Name both buildings, and you get a point of extra credit. Whew.
Question number four. Question number four. One of the reasons that George W. Bush was kind of elected president was because his older brother Neil's political career was trashed in an all-too-common scandal from the 80s and 90s. It was a scandal among many financial institutions. These institutions are also known as thrifts or building societies. What was the name of the financial institutions that were famously enveloped in scandal in the 80s and 90s? And this took down Neil Bush, among others. What type of financial institution is that, also known as a thrift or a building society? Question number five. Question number five. What B word? This is a word that begins with the letter B, as in baby. What B word is the class of drugs to which clonazepam and flunitrazepam belong? So the drugs clonazepam, that's C-L-O, N, like Nancy, A-Z, like zebra, E-P-A-M, like the given name Pam, and flunitrazepam, that's F-L-U, like the flu, N, like Nancy, I-T-R-A, Z, like zebra, E, P-A-M, like the given name Pam, flunitrazepam, the two of them are both generic names for drugs that belong to what B class of drugs? Question number six. Question number six. Beverly Hills 90210. That television show was so successful that it got two different spin-offs in the 1990s. Name one of the spin-offs, you get the point. Name both spin-offs, and you get a point of extra credit. The TV show Beverly Hills, 90210. It was very successful, made a lot of money for a few people. It did so well that it got two different spin-off shows. Name one of the spin-offs, you get the point. Name both spin-offs and get a point of extra credit. And remember, these are spin-offs that spun off in the 1990s. So I'm not looking for the modern remakes, okay? Okay. Question number seven. Question number seven. What film had sequels like Magnum Force, Sudden Impact, and The Enforcer? What film had sequels? And these are not the subtitles of the sequels. These are the actual titles of the sequels. What film had sequels like Magnum Force, Sudden Impact, and The Enforcer? For a point of extra credit, there's one sequel that I left out. Name that missing sequel for a point of extra credit. Question number eight. Question number eight is about a theoretical language. This is a language that we think existed, but we don't really have any proof of it because there's no written records and anyone who did speak it is long since dead. It goes by the initials sometimes. P-I-E, like pie, like a piece of delicious cherry pie. What do the letters stand for? What's the name of that theoretical language? 
So the initials are P-I-E. That's Peter is enormous. What do the letters stand for when they refer to a theoretical language that we think existed? Question number nine. Question number nine. We all know about the high-end California-based company that uses an apple for its symbol. What about the high-end company based in California that uses a pineapple as its symbol? It was founded in 1956 by Chuck Williams. What's the name of that company? So what high-end, that is, they make expensive things. What high-end California company, this is a company based out of the lovely state of California, was founded in 1956 by Chuck Williams and uses as its symbol a pineapple. What company is that? And question number 10, round number one, question number 10. You may hate me for this. If so, I'm sorry. I need a pair of answers, okay? Um, pair of answers. You do need to give me both answers for the point, and they're both just a single word. The first word can mean to say something repeatedly. Remove the last letter, and you get the second word, which can mean when one listens to something repeatedly. All right, so a pair of words. To get the second word, you just remove the last letter of the first word. The first word can mean when you say something over and over. Take off that last letter and you get the second word, which can mean when one listens to something over and over. What are those two words, please? I do need both words for the point. All right, and let's go through all of these questions one last time. Round number one, question number one. What Pink Floyd founder pulled a Brian Wilson? He combined drugs and mental illness so as to get fired from his own damn band. Which Pink Floyd founder is that? Question number two. It's the name of the top-of-the-line Chrysler car that talked. It's also the name of a magazine founded by Harold Ross. And finally, it's a nickname for people who live in a certain one of the 50 U.S. states. Question number three, Philadelphia's drinking water. Before our modern reservoir system, we had one major reservoir. There's a building there now. That reservoir replaced an even older one. There's also a building on top of that site. Name one of those two famous Philadelphia buildings that stand atop a former reservoir. You get a point. Name both. You get a point of extra credit. Question number four, name the type of scandal-ridden financial institutions of the 80s and 90s. They took down Neil Bush, and they're also known as thrifts or building societies. What scandal-ridden financial institutions are they? Question number five, clonazepam and flunitrazepam are both drugs that belong in what B category, and that's B as in belong, what category of drugs is that? Question number six. Beverly Hills 90210 had two spinoffs in the 1990s. Get one of them right, you get a point. Get both of them right, and you get a point of extra credit. Question number seven. What film had sequels like Magnum Force, Sudden Impact, 
and The Enforcer. For a point of extra credit, name the missing sequel. Question number eight, there is a language. It's theoretical because we don't actually know what the words were, etc. Um, there's no written record of it, and all the speakers died a long, long time ago. It goes by the initials P-I-E, like pie, like a pizza pie. What do those letters stand for? Question number nine, name the high-end California company founded by Chuck Williams in 1956 that uses a pineapple as its symbol. And question number 10, I need a pair of words for the point. The first word can mean when you say something repeatedly. Remove one letter from the end and you get the second word, which means uh, when one listens to something repeatedly. I do need both words, please. All right, so that's it for round number one. Remember, the deal with the joker is that uh, if you're feeling really confident about round one, you should think about jokering it. It'll make all of your regular points double in value. But remember, your bonus points do not double. And also remember, if you joke around one, you don't get to joke around two or round three. Capiche? So if you want some time to think and you don't want to hear the answers yet, I suggest that you press pause. And unpause the answers to round number one. Round number one, question number one. Brian Wilson, I don't know what came first, the drug abuse or the mental illness, but whatever, he managed to get fired from his own band. For a while, they let him appear up on stage. That's the same thing that Pink Floyd did with Sid Barrett. Sid Barrett. They let him come up on stage and just kind of stand there, but he would freak out. Uh, Sid Barrett is the answer. Question number two, Chrysler's Talking Car, a magazine founded by Harold Ross and a nickname for some Americans, people who live in one of our 50 states. They're all New Yorkers. New Yorker is the answer. Question number three, the Philadelphia drinking water system before our modern series of reservoirs and pipes and filtration systems. Um, before then, we got our water straight out of the Schuylkill it got pumped by the Waterworks, which are just next to the Philadelphia Museum of Art. It used to just be a big reservoir on a hill. So the Philadelphia Museum of Art, or the Museum of Art, whatever you want to call it. And that reservoir replaced an earlier one at Center Square, which is where Philadelphia City Hall now stands. So if you put down just the Art Museum or City Hall, give yourself a point. And if you put down both, Give yourself a point of extra credit. If you put down more than two buildings, you don't get any points at all. That's fishing, damn it. Question number four. The scandal-ridden financial institutions of the 80s and 90s, they managed to take down one of the bushes. They're also known as thrifts or building societies. They were the infamous savings and loans. The savings and loan scandals. Savings and loan. Question number five. Clonazepam. That's clonopin also known as Clonies, Klondikes and Clonicelica. Uh And Flunitrazepam, also known as the second choice for date rape drug. Clonazepam and Flunitrazepam are both members of a family of drugs that begin with the letter B. It's not barbiturates. Barbiturates is not the correct answer. They're both benzodiazepines. Benzodiazepines is the name of that family. Benzodiazepine, or just benzo. I did accept just plain benzo. Question number six. In the 90s, Beverly Hills 90210 had two spin-offs. One of them was Melrose Place. Melrose Place 
and the other was Models Inc. Models Inc. So if you put down just Melrose Place or just Models Inc., give yourself the point. If you got Melrose Place and Models Inc., give yourself a point of extra credit. If you put down the heights, go fuck yourself. Question number seven. The film that had sequels like Magnum Force, Sudden Impact, and The Enforcer, those are all sequels to Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry. And for a point of extra credit, the missing sequel is The Deadpool. The Deadpool. Question number eight. Etymologically, the language is important. Other than that, hardly anyone cares. It's dead to the point that we don't even know if it ever actually was, but we're pretty sure the initials are P-I-E, and those stand for Proto-Indo-European. Proto-Indo-European. Good language, but too many asterisks. It's like goddamn Klingon or something. Question number nine. The California company that sells expensive things. It was founded by Chuck Williams in 1956 and uses a pineapple as its symbol. Its headquarters are now in San Francisco, but they used to be in Sonoma. It's Williams-Sonoma. Williams-Sonoma. And question number 10, the pair of words. I did need both words for the point. The first one can mean when you say something repeatedly. The second one, if you remove the last letter, you get a word that can mean when one listens to something repeatedly. And those two words are rehearse and rehears, rehearse to say something over and over, and rehears when one listens to something over and over. All right, so those are the answers to round number two. Tally up your score. Remember, if you jokered, bonus points don't double. And remember, you do have to get the original question right to have a shot at those bonus points. So tally up your scores, and let's carry on. Continue the game with round number two. Round number two. Question number one. Round two, question one. What recently deceased actor, and by recently deceased, I mean in the last five years, uh, what recently deceased actor starred in the film Fatherhood? Fatherhood. It's about a criminal who has to kidnap his kids for their own good. And it's a comedy. What recently deceased actor starred in the 1993 film Fatherhood? Question number two. Question number two. There is a television show that ran for 16 years. 16 years. One, six. Uh, dinner and a movie. And its entire run, it was produced by and shown on what TV channel? The program Dinner and a Movie. It was produced by what channel? What television channel produced and aired the TV show Dinner and a Movie for 16 years? Question number three, question number three. Who is the current governor of California? He replaced Arnold Schwarzenegger. Remember when Arnold Schwarzenegger used to command the fifth largest economy in the world and was the most successful member of the Kennedy family? Yeah, remember that? Anyway, it's no longer true because California's got a new governor. Who is the governor? For a point of extra credit, this governor has been governor twice now. Like I said, this governor most recently replaced Arnold Schwarzenegger. Who did this governor replace the last time? So for the point, just tell me, who is the governor of California now? Who replaced Arnold Schwarzenegger? For a point of extra credit, this governor had been governor once before. Who did this governor replace that last time? For a point of extra credit.
Question number four. Question number four. Which NFL player, this is a player for the National Football League, which NFL player has been awarded the most MVP awards? And I do mean the AP MVP award. The Associated Press does those MVP awards. Um, they're usually just called the NFL MVP award. Which NFL player has won the most of them? Question number five. Question number five. Who was the first African-American Miss America? Who was the first African-American woman to be crowned Miss America? Who was it? Question number six. Question number six. I'm going to read you some lyrics. They're lyrics to a song by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I want you to give me the title of the song. So the lyrics go in part, It's bitter, baby, but it's very sweet. I'm on a roller coaster, but I'm on my feet. Those are the lyrics to which Red Hot Chili Peppers song? For a point of extra credit, that song famously appeared on a film soundtrack. Tell me, what was the first film soundtrack that that song appeared on? So for the point, just give me the title of the Red Hot Chili Pepper song, whose lyrics include, It's bitter, baby, but it's very sweet. I'm on a roller coaster, but I'm on my feet. Name the song for the point, and for a point of extra credit, on which film soundtrack did that song first appear? Question number seven. Question number seven. I need a word that is of Italian origin. In Italian, this word is a type of vehicle. In English, it can also mean that type of vehicle, but it's also part of a Ferris wheel and a hot air balloon. What word is that? So the English word comes from an Italian word that is a type of vehicle. In English, it can mean that type of vehicle, but it's also part of a hot air balloon and part of a Ferris wheel. What word is that? Question number eight. Question number eight. Before the advent of modern medicine, and boy, isn't it nice to live in a world that has modern medicine. Before then, you know, there were a whole bunch of diseases that we don't really use the names for anymore because they were just archaic. We were just learning how to be good doctors. There is a, it used to be called Bright's disease. I don't even know what you would call it anymore. Bright's disease is an archaic name for dysfunction in what organ? And Bright's disease, some of the major symptoms included hypertension, that's high blood pressure, as well as edema, which is like swelling because of a buildup of fluid. So Bright's disease, it was characterized by edema, swelling, and hypertension, or high blood pressure. Bright's disease was a name for dysfunction in what organ? Question number nine, question number nine. The miracle of the sun. The miracle of the sun happened in 1917. Uh, it was a supposed miracle, an apparition of the Virgin Mary, 
that happened when a whole bunch of people looked directly at the sun and then saw funny visual effects. Go figure. Um, the miracle of the sun in 1917, supposed apparition of the Virgin Mary, happened in which city in Portugal? What Portuguese city, and this is actually a city in Portugal, which Portuguese city was home to the miracle of the sun, a 1917 phenomenon which many supposed to be an apparition of Mary, the Lady Mary. And question number 10, round number 2, question number 10, uh, Bon Scott, the lead singer for ACDC, that Bon Scott. Cliff Clavin, the fictional character Cliff Clavin. Charles Bukowski, famous poet and occasional drinker Charles Bukowski. Ace Freely, the guitarist for Kiss, Ace Freely. And from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, the character Mr. McFeely. What unusual distinction is true of all five of them, but not true of most other people, real or fictional? So again, you've got Bon Scott, Cliff Clavin, Charles Bukowski, Ace Freely, and Mr. McFeely. What unusual distinction is true of them and not true of almost every other person, real or fictional? Abide. Let's go through all of these questions one more time and then we will call it a round. Round number two. Holy shit. Round number two. Question number one. What recently deceased actor, and this is an actor who died in the last five years, was the star of the 1993 film Fatherhood? in which he played a criminal who had to kidnap his kids for their own good. Who was the star? Question number two. Dinner and a movie that was a long-running television show that was produced by and which aired on what TV channel? Question number three. Who replaced Arnold Schwarzenegger to be the current governor of California? For a point of extra credit, that governor had been governor once before, Previously replacing what other California governor? Question number four, which NFL player has won the most Associated Press MVP awards? Question number five, who was the first African-American Miss America? Question number six, the Red Hot Chili Pepper song whose lyrics go in part, it's bitter, baby, but it's very sweet. I'm on a roller coaster, but I'm on my feet. What is the name of that song? And for a point of extra credit, that song famously appeared on a film soundtrack. What was the first film soundtrack that that song appeared on? Question number seven. What word of Italian origin? In Italian, it is a type of vehicle. In English, it can also be that type of vehicle, but it's also part of a Ferris wheel or a hot air balloon. What word is that? Question number eight. Bright's disease is an archaic name for dysfunction of what organ? And I told you some of the symptoms of Bright's disease included hypertension, that's high blood pressure, and edema, which is when you swole up with a whole bunch of fluid. What organ is involved? Question number nine, the miracle of the sun in 1917, a supposed miracle 
an apparition of the Virgin Mary happened in which Portuguese city? And question number 10, Bon Scott, Cliff Clavin, Charles Bukowski, Ace Freely, and Mr. McFeely. What unusual distinction is true of them and not true of most everybody else? All right, so that's it for round number two. If you're feeling really good, remember the deal with the Joker. You can joke around two if you want. All of your regular points double. Your bonus points don't. And if you're not feeling so hot about round two, it's okay. You can still power through this. Let's get this shit done. And if you don't want to hear me reveal the answers yet, if you need a little bit of time to think without this guy blabbering on, I suggest that you press pause. And unpause. The answers to round number two. Round number two, question number one. The star of the 1993 film Fatherhood. It's not Bernie Mac. And if you put down Bernie Mac, you're a racist. It's Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze was the star of that film. Question number two, Dinner and a Movie, the long-running TV show Dinner and a Movie, aired for 16 seasons on TBS, the Turner Broadcasting System, TBS. Question number three, the current governor of California, the governor who replaced Arnold Schwarzenegger, that is Governor Jerry Brown. Jerry Brown, and for a point of extra credit, the last time Jerry Brown was governor, he replaced whom? As governor, he replaced the other actor-slash-evil robot from the future, Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan, for a point of extra credit. Question number four, the NFL player who has the most AP MVP awards, that is the winner of four of them, Mr. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Question number five, the first African-American Miss America was the fabulous Vanessa Williams. Vanessa Williams. Question number six, it's bitter, baby, but it's very sweet. I'm on a roller coaster, but I'm on my feet. Beavis and Butthead Do America was the first soundtrack that the Red Hot Chili Peppers' Love Roller Coaster was on, but this song is not Love Roller Coaster. These are the lyrics to Soul to Squeeze. It's bitter, baby, but it's very sweet. I'm on a roller coaster, but I'm on my feet. Like that, but less stupid. Soul to Squeeze is the name of the song, and the first time it was on a film soundtrack, that was Coneheads. Coneheads. Question number seven. The word of Italian origin that is part of a Ferris wheel and part of a hot air balloon. In Italian, it was the name of a vehicle, and in English, it can also be the name for that vehicle. It's a gondola. Gondola. Remember, boats are vehicles, too. Question number eight. Bright's disease is an archaic name for dysfunction in what organ? Some of the symptoms are high blood pressure and swelling, but no, this is not a disease of your penis, all right? All right, it is your kidneys, problems with your kidneys. Question number nine, the miracle of the sun. Again, a little girl told a whole bunch of people to stare directly at the sun, and then people were amazed that they saw the sun change color and appear to move about to different parts of the sky. Ain't Catholicism easy? Uh, that is the alleged apparition of Our Lady of Fatima. Fatima, Portugal. Fatima. And question number 10, Bon Scott, Cliff Clavin, Charles Bukowski, Ace Freely, and Mr. McFeely. They have all been mail carriers. Mail carriers. Yep, Bon Scott did it before he was in ACDC. Cliff Clavin did it when he was on Cheers. Charles Bukowski did it and was probably drunk when he did it. 
Ace Freely did it, I think, before he was the guitarist for Kiss. I hope before he was the guitarist for Kiss. And Mr. McFeely did it with a speedy delivery and a cheerful attitude. They were all postal carriers. Okay, so tally up your scores for that round. Remember, if you jokered round number two, blah, 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 regular points double, bonus points don't. And if you did not joke around one or round two, round three will joker for you, even if you forget to joker it. But don't forget, because that will just make things complicated. But it's not something that you can lose. One of your three rounds has to joker, okay? So if you didn't joker, just remember to joker. Let's finish this game up. Round number three. Question number one. Round three, question one is about a shared last name. So this is a surname that the following fictional characters have in common. You've got Alice, the maid from the Brady Bunch. Ozzy and Harriet from The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. And a regular character from Mystery Science Theater 3000. They all have the same last name. What last name is that? Again, it's Alice, the maid from the Brady Bunch. Ozzy and Harriet from the TV show The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. And a regular character from Mystery Science Theater 3000. They all have the same last name. What last name is it? Question number two. Question number two is about a word. This is a common everyday word. You've all heard it before. It's a five-syllable word. And it comes from the ancient practice, the Romans, before they installed a leader, a new leader, uh, the high priest would look for good omens to make sure this is something that was fortuitous or propitious or some word like that. Um, this word still has something to do with installing a new leader. What five-syllable word is it? So again, it's a five-syllable word, but don't worry. You've all heard it before and probably used it before. It comes from the ancient Roman practice whereby the high priest would look for favorable omens before installing a new leader. This word, this five-syllable word, has something to do with installing a new leader nowadays. What word is that? Question number three, question number three. Back in the day, again, I'm on this modern medicine kick. Um, they didn't have really good anesthesia. If you had to have surgery, they would just cut you the hell open. I can't even put eye drops in. And yet, if I was born like 150 years ago, I would have had to have unanesthetized surgery. God damn it. Anyway, one of the earliest forms of anesthesia was something that was called the ace mixture. Ace, like ace freely, or the ace of spades. Uh, the ace mixture consisted of one part of A, two parts of C, and three parts of E. And those are the first initials of each of the ingredients. Name one of the ingredients in an ace mixture and you get a point. Name two of the ingredients in ace mixture, you get a point of extra credit. And if you can name all three ingredients of an ace mixture, what all three letters stand for, A, C, and E, if you name all three, you get two points of extra credit. So the old anesthetic known as an ace mixture, it had three ingredients. One of them began with the letter A, 
The other began with the letter C, and the last began with the letter E. Name one of those ingredients for the point. Name two of the ingredients and get a point of extra credit. And if you can correctly name all three ingredients, you get two points of extra credit. Question number four. Question number four. I'm going to read you five names again, and I need you to tell me what unusual distinction is true of them. All right, so these are all female actors. You've got Sigourney Weaver, Natalie Portman, Demi Moore, Grace Jones, and Britney Spears. What unusual distinction is true of those five and not true of most other female actors? So Sigourney Weaver, Natalie Portman, Demi Moore, Grace Jones, and Britney Spears. Tell me what unusual distinction they have in common that is not true of most other female actors. Question number five, question number five. What is the more famous name for the Rota Fortuna? Rota, that's R-O-T, like Thomas A, Rota Fortuna, that's F like Frank, O-R. T-U-N-A. And the more common name for this is also a direct translation of it. What is it? What is the Rota Fortuna? Question number six. Question number six. Give me a nine-letter E word. This is a word that's nine letters long. It begins with the letter E as in everybody. What nine-letter E-word is the opposite of right? R-I-G-H-T. Again, give me a nine-letter E-word that is the opposite of right? R-I-G-H-T. Question number seven. Question number seven is about twin sisters who had a long-running feud. And this is why they had a long-running feud. They were identical twins. And they both used pseudonyms. They used pen names to write very similar newspaper columns. Name one of their pen names. Full name, first and last. You get the point. Name both pen names, first name and last. You get a point of extra credit. So, oh, I didn't tell you their names. Uh, twin sisters Esther Letterer and Pauline Phillips. Esther Letterer and Pauline Phillips. They had a long-running feud. They both used pseudonyms to write very similar newspaper columns. Give me one of those pseudonyms, and I need the full name, first name, and last name. If you name one of the pseudonyms, you get a point. And if you name both pseudonyms, you get a point of extra credit. Question number eight. Question number eight. One word with a couple different meanings. It is a safe place. It's also an arched structure. And it can also be a verb that means to propel oneself ballistically. What is that? So it's a safe place 
it's an arched structure and it is to propel oneself ballistically what is that Question number nine, question number nine. Name the film, the feature film that marked the directorial debut of Ben Affleck. What film marked the directorial debut? And I do mean full-length feature film, please. What film marked the directorial debut of Ben Affleck? And question number 10, round number three, question number 10, is about a famous duo, and you only have to give me last names for this one, okay? Last names are fine, uh, or first names, if you just give me the first names, that's fine as well. Uh, what duo did the book and music for the shows Brigadoon, Camelot, and My Fair Lady? So the musicals Brigadoon, Camelot, and My Fair Lady, there is a famous pair. The two of them, uh, you know, wrote the lyrics and did the music for those shows, Brigadoon, Camelot, and My Fair Lady. What is the name of that duo? And you just have to give me the last names or the first names, but last names are probably easier. All right, let's run through each of these Beautiful, individual, unique questions one last time. Because we live in a trophy culture. Anyway, round number three. Question number one. Alice from the Brady Bunch. Ozzy and Harriet from The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. And a regular character from Mystery Science Theater 3000 all share the same last name. What last name is that? Question number two. What word? This is a five-syllable word that we all use today, usually in reference to a new leader. It comes from the ancient Roman practice whereby the high priest would look for good omens before installing a new leader. What five-syllable word is that? Question number three, the old anesthetic ace mixture. Tell me what the three ingredients in ace mixture were. One begins with the letter A, one begins with the letter C, and one begins with the letter E. If you get one of them right, you get the point. If you get two of them right, you get a point of extra credit. And if you can get all three right, you get two points of extra credit. Question number four, Sigourney Weaver, Natalie Portman, Demi Moore, Grace Jones, and Britney Spears. What unusual distinction is true of those five female actors, but not true of most other female actors? Question number five, what is the much more famous name for the Rota Fortuna? Question number six, give me a nine-letter E word that is the opposite of right, R-I-G-H-T. Question number seven, twin sisters Esther Lederer and Pauline Phillips had a long-running feud. Both used pseudonyms, pen names, to write very similar newspaper columns. Give me one of those pseudonyms, and I do need the full name for the point, please, first name and last name. Give me one of those pseudonyms, you get the point. Give me both pen names, and you get a point of extra credit. Question number eight, it's a safe place, an arched structure, and... To propel oneself ballistically, they all mean the same thing. What is it? Question number nine, name Ben Affleck's directorial debut. What feature-length film marked the directorial debut of Ben Affleck? And question number ten, what duo, and you just have to give me the last names for this, uh, what duo did the book and music for the plays Brigadoon, Camelot, 
and my fair lady. All right, so that's it. Uh, remember, if you didn't joke around one or round two, joke around three. Really, it will help you. And in fact, it happens automatically. Uh, if you need some time to think about this and you think that I don't know how to keep my trap shut, just press pause and unpause the answers to round number three, our third and final round. I'm already beginning to say goodbye. Round number three, question number one, Alice from the Brady Bunch, Ozzy and Harriet from the Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet, and a regular character from Mystery Science Theater 3000. What are their last names? It's not Robot. Not a bad guess. Um, they are all Nelsons. Nelson, Alice, Nelson, Ozzy, and Harriet Nelson. By the way, grandparents of the Rockers, Nelson, and Mike Nelson, character and head writer for Mystery Science Theater 3000. Nelson. Question number two. The word, the five-syllable word that derives from the ancient Roman practice where you would look for good omens before installing a leader. That's also where we get the phrase, ooh, that doesn't augur well. It's inaugurate, or sorry, it's inauguration. Inauguration. Inaugur. Yeah, that's five syllables. Inauguration. Question number three. Uh, ace mixture. Ace mixture. Boy, does it sound good. You took one part alcohol. Alcohol. Two parts chloroform. Mm hmm and three parts ether, ether. <laughs> so if you put down just alcohol or chloroform or ether, give yourself a point. If you put down two of them, give yourself a point of extra credit. And if you put down all three, you get two points of extra credit. But remember, there is nothing in the world more helpless and irresponsible and depraved than a man in the grip of an alcohol, chloroform, and ether binge. It's fun. Question number four, Sigourney Weaver. Natalie Portman, Demi Moore, Grace Jones, and Britney Spears. Demi Moore did it for G.I. Jane. Natalie Portman did it for V is for Vendetta. Sigourney Weaver did it for Alien 3. Grace Jones did it because she's Grace Jones, goddammit. And Britney Spears did it because she's a little cuckoo. They all shaved their heads. Shaved their heads. Question number five. The more famous name for the Rota Fortuna. That is the Wheel of... Fortune, Wheel of Fortune, the Rota Fortuna, and the real Wheel of Fortune is not quite as fun as the game show version. Question number six, the nine letter E word that is the opposite of right. It's not right like the opposite of left, it's right like the opposite of erroneous, erroneous. Question number seven, twin sisters Esther Letterer and Pauline Phillips had a long-running feud they both used pen names to write very similar newspaper columns. One of them was Ann Landers with the column Ask Ann Landers. And the other with the column Dear Abby was Abigail or Abby Van Buren. So if you put down just Ann Landers or Abby slash Abigail Van Buren, you got a point. If you put down both with full names, you get a point of extra credit. And question number eight, it's a safe place an arched structure, and it can mean to propel oneself ballistically. That is a fancy way of saying to jump, and they're all vault, vault, V-A-U-L-T, vault. Question number nine, Ben Affleck's directorial debut. He actually did direct a film in college. I'm not making this up. It was called I Killed My Lesbian Wife, Hung Her From a Meat Hook, Hung Her On a Meat Hook, I'm sorry, and now I have a three-picture deal. 
at Disney. But his first feature film had the slightly snappier title of Gone Baby Gone. Gone Baby Gone. And question number 10, the book and music for Brigadoon, Camelot, and My Fair Lady. It's not Rogers and Hammerstein. I don't even know if I said that right. Or Gilbert and Sullivan. Or Sonny and Cher. No, they were all done by Alan J. Lerner and Frederick Lowe. Lerner and Lowe was all you needed to put down. Or if you put down Alan J. and Frederick or Fritz, there you go. Uh, Lerner and Lowe. There you go. See, I could have written a musical. Um, So that's it for round number three. Tally up your scores. If you're playing against somebody else and you won, you go, girl. And if you didn't, blame the glass ceiling. Um, Just in case we have a tie, sometimes that happens, I'm going to ask a tiebreaker question. Uh, This is the way tiebreakers work. I'm going to ask a question that has a numerical answer. Whatever team comes closer to the correct number will win the game. Now, you can go over or under. I don't care. Both are okay. Going too high is good. Going too low is also good. It's just whoever is closest. However, in the very special situation whereby one team is over by a certain amount, let's say 10, and the other team is under by that same amount, also by 10, in that case, showcase showdown rules will kick in and the point will go to the lower guess. But for the most part, you can go high or low. It doesn't matter. It's only if there's a secondary tie that we go to the low guess. Okay, so with that in mind, I want you to tell me about the world record for worm charming. Right, so there's this thing you can do. You can, like, hammer a stake into the ground and rub it with a violin string or, like, hit it with a bat or something. And it makes earthworms come up out of the ground so you can harvest them and sell them. There's actually a Guinness World Record for this, and it was set by a 10-year-old girl named Sophie. How many worms did Sophie manage to conjure up out of the ground to win the world record for worm charming? How many worms came up to get this 10-year-old girl her world record? Okay, you will have at least 30 seconds to answer that, because I'm going to do my little plugs and shit. Um, That sounds... So important when I say it that way, but it is important. I want to thank Steve from New Music Transmission for the intros. They really mean a lot to me, so thank you, Steve. Uh, You guys should listen to his podcast. He might not be releasing anymore, but maybe if more people listen, he will. New Music Transmission. Look for that on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. Also, thank you guys for listening so long and so far. It's a beautiful thing that I talk into a piece of plastic metal and glass, and then millions and millions of people don't listen. So thank you for being the 20 or so who do. And shoot me an email. Say hello. I really don't even know who you guys are or what you are like. For all I know, you're just NSA honeypots that like listening to shitty trivia games. Uh, So shoot me an email. Just say hello. And I will say hello back. It's three-way quizzo. That's the numeral three, you know. Looks like an eight with a part bitten out of it. Three W-A-Y-Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Three-way quizzo at gmail.com. So, what else? There's one more thing. If you're interested, as always, uh, we do live shows. If you're interested in taking part in a live show, shoot me an email. We can even do it via Skype. So... 
the email address, cwayquiz at gmail.com. However you got here, get home safely, and let's reveal the answer to our tiebreaker question. So a 10-year-old girl by the name of Sophie Smith holds the world record for worm charming. In the allotted time, she was able to charm 567 worms out of the ground. Well done, 10-year-old Sophie Smith. Uh, it was a couple years ago, so she's probably not 10 anymore, but well done. And well done to you, whoever won this game. I hope you enjoyed yourself. If you didn't, let me know what it was that you hated. Unless, of course, it was my perfect enunciation and diction. Because that, I can't help. Whatever. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys next week. Later.